and talk about what's happening in Gaza. But before that, I want to ask you, how much do you know about this strip of land, which is currently making headlines? This is Gaza, the Gaza Strip. It is a narrow strip of land wedged between Israel and Egypt on the Mediterranean Sea. It forms a smaller of the two Palestinian territories. The other one being West Bank, before this war began, more than 2.3 million Palestinians lived here, all within just 140 square miles. Just imagine that. It is one of the world's most densely populated territories. Take this for perspective. The Gaza Strip is smaller than the city of Oslo, but is home to three times as many people. Since Gaza came under the control of Hamas, Israel and Egypt have restricted movement of goods and people in and out. They call these security measures against militants. So what happens when such a narrow strip of land comes under siege? When a full-scale war is launched? See for yourself. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome back to the BCP podcast, my fellow lovers of liberty, America, the Constitution, supporters of Trump, and absolute detesters of the Marxist socialists, these treasonous traitors, rat bastards taking over America and the world. Uh, we've got a lot of fluid stuff going on with the conflict war in Israel with Hamas. We've got things going on in Ukraine. Can't wait until tomorrow to bring you the updates want to make sure that you're informed right now. Before we get into all that heavy stuff, I don't know if this is levity, but um, this came out from the Daily Mail. Joe Biden's younger brother has got naked selfies up on a gay dating site. And of course, the excuse is that his uh, phone has been hacked. Okay, here we go. Daily Mail. <clears throat> Daily Mail has obtained naked selfie of Frank Biden, President Joe Biden's younger brother. The photo was uploaded to a gay porn website, Guys with iPhones, in 2018 when Frank was 64. When approached by Daily Mail, Frank conceded he was a man in the photo but denied posting online saying his phone must have been hacked. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about blackmailing like that. At least, hey, look, the, the, the good thing is whether he's lying or not, whether he uploaded it or he was hacked, at least he's saying it's his, therefore maybe not making him open to as much blackmail as possible. But what the hell is wrong with this deviancy in the Biden family? I'm thinking Joe Biden and Frank Biden and James Biden's dad probably diddled and raped his boys as well. These are freaking deviant, sick people. What kind of, is this normal behavior? Now look, I'm a moral Christian, but I'm not a prude. I understand what's going on, but I don't understand this need to film your junk and send, uh, you know, penis pics to people. It just seems strange and weird. And that kind of behavior, what was it, voyeurism, ex exhibitionism? 
are people really that clouded by the internet that they just do whatever because the internet allows it? I don't understand. Are there is there no self-control? Now look, I know I'm a libertarian in this. What you do behind bedroom doors with the people you choose to be with, as long as it doesn't infringe on my rights, I might find it detestable. As long as children aren't involved, I will have to tolerate it. I have to tolerate it so I can enjoy my monogamous relationship with my wife of almost 27 years. But still, just how sick this family is and how society is, it, it really is sickening. The photo was uploaded in 2018 when Frank, who has a long-term female partner, Mindy Ward, was 64. Even after more than five years, it is still live on the site. It was f- first unearthed by right-wing nonprofit Marco Polo, which has been investigating the Biden family for alleged political corruption and crimes for years. When approached by Daily Com, Frank 69 conceded he was the man in the photo, but denied he was the one who posted it. I absolutely... I have absolutely no comment. I could care less. I haven't looked at it, Frank said Monday when asked about the shot at his Florida home. This is breaking news as of today. They must have hacked my phone. Anything that's revealing picture of some kind is between Mindy and me. I really don't want to start my day off this way. Definitely didn't post it anywhere. And what's people's obsessions with taking pictures in the bathroom? I, I see all these selfies and stuff. I'm not on Facebook, but my wife and my kids are, and I am on Instagram. I like to see, you know, things that do with motorsports and cars and what have you. And I like Instagram for that. And I go to the feed and people take pictures. People are taking pictures in bathrooms. It's been going on for years. It's just weird. Am I the weird one or is the weird or the world just a little weird? Once again, the libertarian in me says, okay, that's fine. As long as it's between uh, adults. If he wants to take pictures between him and Mindy, his girlfriend, that's their business. But the fact that he's saying he got hacked and put online... And it's been there for years. I don't know. Uh, kind of disconcerting that the brother of the president who relies on being a Biden is so easily hacked. That's all I got to say about that. But let's not forget that supposedly the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, hacked and, uh, and or was Russian disinformation. We can't believe these people. Okay, now let's get into some heavy, heavy news why I'm doing a, another episode for y'all today. Hamas terrorists threaten mass execution of civilian hostages, including Americans on live TV. And guess what? Before we get there, guess what Joe Biden is doing today? Nothing. He called the lid before noon Eastern Standard Time. The world is on fire, literally. American hostages uh, are being threatened with mass execution. We're making a mass mobilization. Maybe not mass mobilization, but we are mobilizing. Uh, carriers and military into the eastern uh, Mediterranean. We're arming or we're giving munitions to Israel and Joe Biden is AWOL taking the day off. Too much for him. Or they must uh, you know, go through their programming of him because now they got to change the program of the fake President Joe Biden because of what's happening right now. Hamas is threatening to escalate the war crimes further um, as Christa, Christina Leyla Leila of the Gateway Pundit uh, reported, the Biden regime called the lid before noon. The so-called president will be prioritizing nap time over doing his job. The regime made this move for the feeble Joe, even as Hamas kidnaps young women, abuses the bodies of the victims, beheads Israeli sh- soldiers, and slaughters innocent civilians at peace gatherings. 
and while leftists are pro Hamas because they are so these same people who abort babies and think that January 6th was a, a protest who are it's my body my choice but you have to wear a mask who say that uh, that President Trump is a dictator are totally fine with what's going on with Hamas brutally, savagely, uh, savagely killing, raping, pillaging, putting children in cages, and they don't want to use the Nazi word, but somehow President Trump, who did the Abrahamic peace accords, is the Nazi. These people have gone down, lost their minds. Damn it, these people are absolutely crazy. But the wor- the the, uh, the news is getting worse. A spokesperson for Hamas just said that they are going to start executing civilian hostages they took from Israel on live TV for every Israeli defense force airstrike that hits a civilian in Gaza, which happens as a result of Hamas using them as human shields. To put an end to this, from this moment on, we announce that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We regret this. I guess like in the beheading days of ISIS, we can expect to see executions among those American citizens. Now, I haven't seen the list, but when they first started reporting this, I'm trying to verify. From what I understand, the American hostages are people with dual citizenship, Israeli citizenship and American citizenship. I'm still yet to see anything of just Americans that are on tourists or just visiting or on visas or what have you. So as I get more information on that, I will get that to you. That being said, uh, we can expect to see these executions because the Gaza Strip is getting bombed and destroyed by Israeli Defense Forces, who in no uncertain terms, Netanyahu said that uh, this is now war. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what's going on here. Here's some of the latest. The United States military moving more ships and aircraft to that region. President Biden has been speaking with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. President Biden speaking with Prime Minister Netanyahu again this morning, telling him a carrier strike group is on the way, as well as weapons, ammunition, and fighter jets. Israel requesting specific assistance. The Pentagon sending weapons and ammunition, moving U.S. warships and fighter jets to the region. And the U.S. is sending new assets to that region. The USS Gerald Ford Carrier Strike Group is headed toward the eastern Mediterranean that is closer to the Israeli coast, and it includes four guided missile destroyers. This is significant as a show of force, but also as a demonstration of American support. And it leads to a big question, which is whether U.S. forces could become directly involved. That strike group 
is meant to deter Hamas and Iran, but the U.S. right now is not ruling out that they could be used to help Israel in this war. More air power is also on the way. That includes F-35s, the most uh, advanced fighter jet the U.S. has, and so is military equipment, Craig, with more expected to go in the days ahead. The State Department cautioning U.S. citizens in Israel, the West Bank, and Gaza. The situation remains dynamic. Mortar and rocket fire may take place without warning. Just days ago, this was National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan speaking at the Atlantic Festival. Well, I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Well, that statement from a little over a week ago hasn't aged well now, has it? Now, one thing I was going to mention this morning, I didn't mention it and I almost forgot to mention it again in this one, is that while all of this was happening yesterday, not only did Joe Biden sleep in and didn't do anything until eight or nine or 10 hours after the thing happened, not only did he call a lid today and he won't be seen for us today, but yesterday there was a party, there was a barbecue. While Hamas holds Americans hostage, Joe Biden is enjoying a picnic with a live band. That happened yesterday. Of course, you can't cancel anything that has to do with vacation, free time, or fun time for Sleepy Joe now, can you? Now, let me give you an update on this Israeli-German that we discussed uh, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but, but this morning in the previous episode, and how internet sleuths have found their her murderer. And let me also answer a question that had been asked previously. So here's the video of Shani Luke, 30 year old. Uh, you can see she's in the back of that um, truck. She's lifeless. If she's not dead there, she is about to be. Her legs are going um, at wrong angles and she's bloodied up. And these people are obviously being shown in this video. Well, um, one of the questions I saw uh, asked when reporting on this was something about uh, they were worried about the, the the her mother saying why is she so calm? Well, in one of the interviews I saw, uh, she said that she was um, not she was she was hopeful that her daughter might still be alive. She was holding out for hope, so maybe that's why we don't know how people are going to react. Now I understand there's a lot of crisis actors, there's a lot of fake things going on. This is not fake. Uh, but I do understand people's reservations with a lot of these manufactured propaganda things to pull on our heartstrings and questioning of the mother, you know, saying, how can she just be so calm when she's talking about her, her daughter? And in one of the interviews I saw, again, she said that she was uh, still hopeful. But from if you look at actually look at the images, it doesn't look like she survived that initial attack. And then if she did, well, they're going to mutilate, uh, rape uh, and her body and, and make sure she's uh, she's killed and or any of those uh, options. Not to be negative, but how does she survive that? So here is the power of the internet. They have identified the murderer. His name is Mahmoud Aborjala. He's one of the killers of German-Israeli Shani Luke. It's so funny. I don't know. It's so much disinformation. Some people says that she was 30 years old. Some says she was 25. Some she's 22 years old. Uh, anyway, they did find the guy that took part in parading her half-naked dead body on a Hamas pickup truck, and they're going to be identifying other killers soon. Um, very, very interesting. Most of the pictures uploaded on his phone's Google account have tagged locations. Most of them are 
uh, about 15 kilometers from where Shani was attacked. In a picture dated from August 22nd, he was wearing the same polo shirt as Shani's murderer from the pickup truck video. So uh, this not information hasn't been uh, verified, but the sleuths are all over it. Um, now Hamas is not the only one out uh, there publishing pictures and, and and documenting all this. Israel is now reporting over 2,000 injured and Hamas terrorist group is loading photos and videos online from the weekend massacre. Uh, this is a photo from the Hamas telegram page showing those murdered by Hamas this week. So you can see a whole bunch of uh, good-looking young men and women absolutely slaughtered. Many of the, uh, these uh, are IDF uh, soldiers. So, you know, they... I'm not saying it's correct, but they are soldiers. Uh, but civilians completely should be off limits. But these are savage barbarians that we're dealing with. Now, also, this video is also uploaded to the Hamas Telegram page. It shows um, a couple dozen terrified young women being held captive in a room by Hamas fighters. You can hear shooting outside. The girls are flinching. Um, they're using their phones to document what's going on. Um are these some of the same women that Israel reported missing yesterday? And you can see here the, this picture released, uh, these pictures released uh, by Israel yesterday of their missing women. Now, for those of us thinking, oh, okay, you know, uh, poor people in Gaza, and I, I don't want to throw a big blanket over everybody. There are people trapped in Gaza. Um, it's a kind of a no man's land between Israel and uh, Egypt. But when you see them taking these bodies away, as this person tweeted out, who in the streets are being beating and spitting on naked bodies of civilian Israeli men and women? Hamas fighters know every man, woman, and child present are taking part. The issue isn't just Hamas, it's the hatred of Israel in all levels of Gazan society. And you can see this video, the people are uh, shouting and um, screaming and hitting the bodies and trying to take pictures and hooting and hollering. This really is savagery that doesn't belong in the 20 first century in which we live. In addition to the military support the U.S. is sending now, we understand there are stockpiles of U.S. weapons already inside Israel. Lindsay, that's right. The U.S. has been filling warehouses inside Israel with military hardware for nearly the last 50 years so that in the event of a crisis, if Israel needs more equipment as a key ally of ours in the region, it's already there. So it is very possible that Israel will ask, will ask the U.S. to tap into those stockpiles as well. All right. I'm a humanist. War is hell and innocent people are killed because of collateral damage. Now, we saw the savages there in Gaza hitting the, the, the people and the dead bodies, what have you. That's not everyone. There's children and grandmas and others that are not participating in this, but they are dying. And let me be very careful here because I don't want you to misunderstand me. I detest the unnecessary suffering no matter who is suffering unnecessarily. But there's a huge difference between Hamas attacking and killing ravers, beheading and killing uh, Israeli soldiers, kidnapping and raping young women and torturing them, and Israel retaliating and bombing military places. And yes, of course, there are going to be women and children who are going to be killed in these Israeli strikes because what do these evil barbarian bastards do? 
they hide their armaments, their, 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 their weapons and their munitions in schools, in hospitals. They have underground tunnels uh, and use women and children as human shields. They do not respect the lives of women and children like we do in the Western world, including Israelis that have Judeo uh, principles when it comes to life. So it's not the same thing, no matter what the left and the Marxist press says with all of the things. Yes, I, I detest the suffering of these women and children and grandmothers blown up by Israeli forces. But that's not the for- fault of Israel that these terrorists hide behind women and children. And the women and children allow this to happen because they truly are oppressed in that society. Here's the reporting for you to see what's happening. And what Israel has said is that they're going to be a, a, a ground fight there. They're going to get troops in there. Uh, they're giving time for civilians to get out because when they get in, everyone's going to be a combatant. And to facilitate the people, getting the people out, they've cut off the uh, water. They've cut off the electricity. Uh, it is absolute hell in this very densely populated area known as the Gaza Strip. Now, last we checked, more than 500 Palestinians were killed in Gaza as Israel struck 426 targets. This is the Jabalia refugee camp. It is located north of the Gaza Strip. Gaza's health ministry said dozens of Palestinians were killed and wounded here in Israeli strikes. Just rubble, chaos and destruction as far as the eyes can see. Utter devastation as airstrikes rain down on Gaza today. A resident with a single fire extinguisher forlornly tries to tackle the huge blaze. This is the Jabalia refugee camp. The man filming says the building was a supermarket and that dozens were killed here. Anyone and everyone is trying to help the injured. Using whatever they can find. Just like the people of Israel are living in terror, Gazans are living among screams of those trapped in buildings, trapped beneath rubble. Now imagine when an open-air prison is attacked, where do the people go? What is the current state of the people of Gaza? Do they have enough medical resources? We don't know much. And that is terrifying. This is one of the most densely populated places in the world. Israel insists it's only targeting militants. But ordinary people are paying an awful price. In the hospital, dead bodies line the floor. The pain is overwhelming. Bodies continue to arrive, many just children. May God be with our young ones, says this woman. We raised them with love, but didn't get to see them grow. And the fault lies with who? Well, Hamas. They're the ones that attacked Israel and killed innocent people. This is a military retaliation against an act of terror. But of course, they, and don't get me wrong, I'm hurting for these people on both sides. But the blame for all these people dying in the Gaza Strip is Hamas. Israel will have not bombed them or done anything had it not been for this terrorist act on Saturday. Israel's defense minister, Yoav Gallant, has ordered a complete siege on Gaza. What does that mean? There will be no electricity, no food, no water, no gas. It's all closed.
He says Hamas will pay a price, a heavy price for what they did. The Israeli military says that it has called up an unprecedented 300,000 reservists. It says it is imposing a total blockade of the Gaza Strip. The story is the same on both sides of the war. Innocent people are burying their loved ones as any hope of a ceasefire diminishes. So this is the situation as of now. Gaza is under a total blockade. There's a ban on food and fuel. After terror struck its own territory, Israel declared war on Hamas. But it is the people of Gaza who are facing the retaliation. Beyond World is One is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news updates on the move. Across southern Israel, a massive military presence has been building up. Preparations, it seems, for a major and deadly ground offensive. At the entrance to the town of Sidoro, soldiers are on high alert. Three days after the assault by Hamas militants began, Israeli forces have continued battling small groups of militants infiltrating from Gaza, responsible for massacring and abducting hundreds of people. All right, let's go back to the savagery. Hell is war. And this needs to be documented so that we can further oppose the warmongers and the evil people in Washington and the world who are responsible for this. Now I'm saying responsible because we, the Biden administration freed up those $6 billion for Iran. Iran funds Hamas. They knew that money was coming. Obviously this operation, well-planned operation, has been in effect, has been in the planning stages for a while, was very well coordinated. And I'm suspecting that maybe we have the CIA and other intelligences there either telling Israel to stand down or giving them a false sense of security because from everything I know about Israel, the level of this attack seems to have caught them by surprise. Kind of reminds me that they're saying that this is their 9-11. Kind of reminds me of 9-11 where, oh, the fighter jets are supposed to stop hostage planes weren't there. There was some exercise happening and all kinds of things weren't working that day. Very similar from what I'm seeing so far, and it's early, that we're seeing coming out of Gaza and, so, and southern Israel not being ready. So now I showed you the, the, uh, the videos of the captured young Israeli women, uh, and now we've got this. We've got this. Um, Hamas just released footage that confirms reports that terrorists have beheaded Israeli soldiers. I will say it again. Hamas equals ISIS. The Daily Express uh, was the first to report uh, on these images. Worse than ISIS, Hamas terrorists behead Israeli soldiers in sickening footage. And uh, unlike in the past, where some of this footage uh, was hidden, it is here for us to see. You can see these images of uh, beheaded soldiers, um, just absolute brutality. Absolute sickness, absolute evil. All right, so bringing it home. No one's fooled. We know that part of the blame is that we were the money men, if you will. Here is uh, one of my favorite people uh, from the Trump administration, former Trump advisor, uh, Mr. O'Brien. Robert C. O'Brien, former National Security Advisor to President Trump, 
putting, rightfully so, the Biden administration on blast for what they did in unfreezing and giving access to Iran that money, which we all knew was never going to be used for humanitarian aid. Joining us now is former National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien. Robert, thank you for joining us. I think what most Americans sitting at home are asking or thinking is, how did we not see this coming and how is this not a failure of our intelligence and the Israeli intelligence? Well, I, I, I'm sure Jake Sullivan, who's a smart guy, wants a do-over on that statement. And yeah. uh, one, one of the things that we know is that a lack of information or a lack of chatter uh, does, doesn't indicate that nothing's happening. In fact, it could be the precursor to a, an invasion or a big operation, which we're seeing here. And, you know, look, our adversaries know that we've become very accustomed to relying on electronic intelligence, signal intelligence, reconnaissance satellites. And so they've gone old school. They use messengers, they use notes, they use in-person meetings. And we don't have the human intelligence in Iran or, or Lebanon or certainly the Gaza Strip. And apparently the Israelis didn't either to, to pick this up. But it was a failure of intelligence, but it was also, it shows the operational security that our adversaries are using to, uh, to, to thwart our, our te technical means of collection. Robert, Lisa Booth here. So, you know, we know that Iran obviously helped orchestrate this attack. H how concerned are you about that, especially at a time where the United States is spread pretty thin and we're lowing run on ammunition as well as money? Lisa, that's a very good question and it's something I'm very concerned about. Uh, number one, we need to make sure that Iran knows that they're going to be held personally responsible. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard leadership and the, the Iranian government leadership needs to understand that if those American hostages, this isn't just an Israeli issue now, if those American hostages are harmed in Gaza, we're going to hold them personally responsible. That message needs to go to them and go to them clearly. Well, the message that Biden has sent to Iran is that if you have hostages, we'll free up your billions of dollars of and assets to fund terrorism and buy those hostages back. That's the message that the illegitimate Biden regime has sent Iran and other terrorist Islamist uh, terrorist nations. Actually, all terrorist nations. I made this comment several days ago when the, the terror attack started. And let's be clear, this is a brutal slaughter. Lee Zeldin was absolutely right, Congressman Zeldin, when he talked about what happened at the peace concert. I mean, this is not, this is a violation of every law of, of war of the Geneva Convention. This is not war, this is barbarism. And even for the Iranians, who are a barbaric people, they've tended to leave women and children alone and not target them. But this is ISIS-style brutality that we haven't seen in, you know, since al-Baghdadi was on running ISIS in the caliphate. So ter terrible operation. It would not have been done by Hamas without the approval of the Quds Force and the IRGC. And if, the Iranian, if these American hostages are killed or wounded uh, by, the, the, by Hamas, Again, America should hold Iran responsible. Well, there's a number of things we should do. Number one, for the first is we should refreeze the $6 billion that they were paid. Yeah. Now, you know, Tony Blinken's a Yale-trained lawyer, and John Finer, these guys who are defending the deal today, they're smart guys. Look, if you're paid $6 billion for five hostages, you can call it ransom, you can call it unfreezing of assets, you can call it a gift, you can call it whatever it want, you want, but if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And the American people aren't stupid. They know what happened. The Iranians now have $6 billion that they can use for food, and so they can take the money that they're currently spending for food and spend it for terrorism, like they've done here in, in Surat and other towns in Israel, slaughtering people. 
So we ought to refreeze that money immediately, and we ought to send a very stern message to the Iranians that if this nonsense isn't, you know, knocked off right away, that the U.S. is going to be knocking on their door with a lot more than a handful of cash. Robert O'Brien is right. We, the American people, are not fooled. All right, this is uh, this is the update we have here. This is uh, kind of like when the war started in Ukraine. I was doing several updates a day because it was so fluid that first week. Um, so I anticipate that I may be doing multiple uploads uh, to keep y'all up to date. Thanks for joining me here on the BCP podcast. Please follow me on Twitter. Uh, I am back on my original Black Sort of Patriot account. Uh, thanks to my wonderful, wonderful uh, attorney. Uh, she was with me, helping me fight Google. That didn't go uh, well, uh, but her efforts paid off on Twitter and we're back on there. But isn't it sad that me as a black conservative had to get an attorney involved to have my free speech rights put back on Twitter when everyone else seemed to? Man, they really hate us black conservative patriots. This is James Black, sort of patriot. I know you don't hate me. You don't hate us. You love America. Appreciate you being here. I'll be keeping you updated. And don't forget to share this with other folks as well. Let them know about this show. That's the only way we can grow. Maybe we can grow a little bit more now that we're on Twitter again. Time will tell. 